It's Monday, May 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, a uh, bit of a disappointing weekend, I think you, it'd be safe to say, with the, with the rain out and, and the eventual split against the Tigers. Uh, I think the Guardians probably thought they, they should have at least taken two of those games. Yeah, definitely, Joe. The whole uh, homestand was uh, disappointing. You know, they're playing the two last-place clubs. You think you'd uh, be able to kind of pad your record a little bit. And uh, they went one and three. They get swept by the Reds and uh, split with the Tigers. And uh, on top of that, there's two rainouts. So, uh, you know, not not a great uh, not a great uh, homestand by uh, by the the local nine, I guess. Yeah, and and uh, what I want to get into uh, a little bit later on here in a couple of minutes and, and talk about run support and the idea of the the offense picking the. Uh, the pitching staff up, but uh, you know, it really stood out in the starts by Zach Plesac and Cal Quantrill. Uh, you know, those two games, you know, those guys both pitched, uh, you know, what you would expect out of Zach Plesac and Cal Quantrill. They really battled and they, they hung in there, gave you the, the, the number of innings you would expect them to, uh, to put up there. And, and uh, you know, both games, the, the guardians come away empty. Yeah, you know, Quantrill goes, you know, I thought that was his best start of the season. Seven seven innings, one run, no walks, five Ks, and he gets beat 4-2. And uh, Plesak uh, turns in like, a, you know, another quality start. Six innings, two earned runs, six hits, three walks, two innings. And he loses five – well, he's, he's not involved in the decision, but uh, Cleveland loses 5-4 in extras. Yeah, and then you look at uh, Sunday's game, and and Shane Bieber goes out there and does what Shane Bieber does. He strikes out ten Detroit Tigers. He pitches, uh, you know, a, a strong seven innings, and uh, you know, he really through through no fault of his own. Really, he he, uh, he 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 battled a little bit early, but then you know, kind of gave them what they needed to to come through. And the, and again, the bats didn't prove it. Yeah, I mean, they're they're. Uh... You know they're they're in that dilemma that baseball a funk where when they when they score they don't pitch and when they pitch they don't score and we've seen teams go through this before uh, you know every team goes through it before but you know just as the uh, rotation is getting cranked up the offense is fading and uh, you know that's you know that that's a concern I think uh, because this is a young offense uh, and I think uh, you know maybe. It, it performed over its head in the first, you know, four or five weeks of the season. And now maybe, uh, you know, Major League Baseball is catching up with it. Well, uh, you know, one one bat that's in the order that's now back in the lineup that Major League Baseball has yet to, to sort of figure out this season. Uh, Josh Naylor returned after 10 days away with, uh, with COVID. Uh, he hits another home run in his first game back. And again, he just brings that energy. He brings something to the middle of that Cleveland lineup that right now uh, they, they can't do without it. Yeah, they desperately need that. I mean, I, that was like a tee shot, uh, uh, that, that home run uh, Sunday with, to start the fourth inning, 416 feet to dead, to dead center field. Uh, he's got four home runs in his last three games, Joe. And, uh, you know, like you said, he is an integral part of the middle of that lineup especially with Fran Mill Ray is still struggling, still, still searching for it. And uh, his energy is, <laughs> he makes me laugh, man. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a guy get hit 
with a pitch like, like he did in the ninth inning, sprint to first base in, in extreme pain, and then high-five the trainer when he comes out to, to face to check on him. It was, it's he's, he's an interesting cat. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely built differently. And I, I like, uh, you know, the idea that a couple of our, uh, our colleagues have floated around you know, is this a, is this a hockey mentality? Is this a guy who's brought that, brings that energy, you know, like a, like a hockey player would for 60 minutes up and down the ice. Uh, and, you know, you, the, obviously the Canadian roots uh, would sort of uh, account for that, but uh, Tito in the, in the dugout has, has told him when he comes off the field from those home runs, you saw him put, put the, uh, the batting helmet on to protect himself. Yeah, because yeah. He was afraid Naylor was going to chuck another helmet. Yeah, that's hilarious. I would not want to be on the ice and, and have to go into the corner with the Josh Naylor. <laughs> he, he wouldn't come out. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the Tasmanian devil of the uh, the the Guardians lineup right now. And uh, like I said, they, they, they need him in there. Uh, you mentioned Fran Mill Reyes. You brought that up. Uh, we saw another example uh, today of Fran Mill or yesterday of Fran Mill Reyes. Uh, driving a pitch that off the bat and when he put a swing on it, boy, it looked like it was going to be well out of the ballpark and the ball died on the track again. He's probably had, he probably had about three of those during the homestand and they all came in, in critical situations where he did everything he needed to do in an at bat, but didn't get rewarded with a ball off the wall or a ball or, you know, a ball over the fence. Does Fran Mill need to maybe change his approach from trying to drive the ball out of the park uh, to, to sort of, you know, make things balance out here? I don't know, Joe. I think that's who he is. That's his swing. I mean, that's, that's his mindset to drive the ball, uh, to, you know, hit it as hard as he can. And I think on, on, in better weather conditions, those, both those balls are out or maybe off the wall. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if the new baseball, you know, if, if that has gotten in, into his head, any, uh, you know, if that's a, playing a factor in this, but uh, like you, like you just said, I mean, they sounded great coming off the bat, you know, you, they make you turn your head when you, when you, when you hear it, you know, a baseball meet bat there. And uh, I thought, you know, he was doing damage on both those swings. So I'm sure it's frustrating for him. Yeah. It's uh, it, you know, it's an exact the, the whole idea of this dead baseball uh, has, has permeated sort of major league baseball in the, the early part of the season, you know, home runs are down uh, across the board, league batting average is down across the board and all that. Uh, Ahmed Rosario struck a ball uh, yesterday that, you know, the sound of it, it, it sounded so good. And Daz Cameron makes a game saving catch uh, over the wall. I don't know if the ball would have left the yard, but it, it certainly would have, uh, you know, help the, help the guardians get back in the game. And it didn't happen. Uh, it, it, Rosario Reyes, both of these guys, you know, hit the ball hard, aren't rewarded for it. Uh, and it's got to balance out somewhere later on down the line. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rosario, they moved him up into the number two spot. You know, he, he looks really uh, he's, he's getting hot, Joe. I think that's, you know, that's where he flourished last year. Uh, you know, they had to put Quan down in the middle, you know, lower in the order because he's struggling. So hopefully, you know, that leads to some, uh, you know, offensive production from Rosario. And, and like you, I thought that ball was out. 
and at le- it's at least one run, you know, uh, with uh, and uh, Cameron made a great catch. It was right at the yellow line. It looked to mm-hmm. me like it would have hit the yellow line, but who knows if it, if it would if it would have gone over or, or what. I mean, he didn't he didn't quite get to uh, Kenny Lofton height on that uh, on that jump, but you know he got to where he needed to be, and he made a made made certainly a very reminiscent catch of uh, of Kenny Lofton's famous climbing the wall. Uh, it, it it just this Tigers team doesn't strike me as right right now like the uh, the kind of offense or the kind of lineup that that you have to worry. About. You've got Javi Baez. Uh, sitting there swinging for the fences at everything. And they did a pretty good job in the two games that they played against him, you know, uh, containing him. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, I think, had a, an RBI double in one of the games. But, you know, for the most part, uh, Aaron Savali comes out. And how about that? Gets his first career strikeout against Miguel Cabrera. And this is a guy who, you know, Savali grew up watching and sort of, uh, you know, idolizing and he finally gets him after, you know, eight starts against the the Tigers. He finally gets a strikeout against Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, Cabrera, you know, just, uh, you know, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. You know, he's, you know, a three, you know the last uh, triple crown r- winner. You know, that's a that's a guy that'll get your attention, even, you know, in kind of the uh, on the on the backside of his career. And and Savali, along with Bieber and, and Quantrill and and Plesak, you know, he, he turned in a, a quality start six mm-hmm. and a third, one run, one, it was unearned, you know, and uh, eight strikeouts, eight strikeouts, three walks. And then he left with the, uh, the gluteus maximus strength. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, he went to cover, uh, went to flip a ball to first base, wound up uh, falling down in a heap and, and landing on his left uh, rear end cheek. And all of a sudden the next pitch, he's, he's all out of sorts and has to come out of the game. Uh, that was the sixth, I, I believe Beavers was the sixth consecutive quality start by a, uh, Guardians starting pitcher. Uh, and, and like we touched on earlier here, uh, the, the run support is an issue. I think, uh, Cal Quantrill, no, it's Zach Plesak who's, who's averaging 2.56, uh, runs of support per nine innings. And he's only had 11 total runs of support in his, in his starts this year. Uh, and, 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 you know, I kind of asked him after that game, you know, does there ever reach a, a point where it's frustrating and, and he's got to give the, the answer that you expect a, a teammate to give. And it's like, no, I'm just going to focus on, on what I'm doing, but it's got to be in the back of their minds that not only do they have to go out there and, and try to give a quality start, but they have to be damn near perfect. If this offense isn't going to score a run. Exactly, Joe. And you, you know, that's what, that's what every pitcher is thinking in the back of his head, every starting pitcher, you know, they can say what they want to say, but uh, you know, if they give up a three spot in the first inning or second inning, they know it's going to be a long day, a long night. Yeah. If the offense could come around and, you know, just put up uh, you know, a three or four run inning early and let one of these guys settle in, I'm sure that we would see, you know, uh, a, what they've been doing just they've, they've it's remarkable that they've been able to battle this much as they can knowing what the circumstances are knowing that it's been a struggle for this offense to score so uh yeah it, for as 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 much as the numbers and the you know the the stat cast folks all all like what cleveland has been doing offensively the way that they've you know strung hits together strung good at bats together even if they haven't resulted in uh you know big hits at, at, at certain times, but 
this is one of the most clutch hitting teams in all of baseball right now. They, they lead the American League in batting with uh, runners in scoring position. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the reasons, you know, you don't see the uh, starters getting really rewarded is that most of the damage they're doing is coming in the late innings when the starters are gone, Joe. I mean, they, you know, they, they've outscored the opposition big time in the ninth inning. And like you say, you know, uh, in this, from the seventh inning on, they're pretty, they're a dangerous, you know, a dangerous team when it comes to clutch hitting. Yeah, and uh, that's good. And it's uh, something that they can definitely build on. And with these young guys, uh, you've seen Owen Miller just flourish in those those late inning roles. You know, he has two uh, two run game tying home runs to his credit already this year. And he really looks like he's, you know, he, he really looks like he belongs in that cleanup spot. Uh, you, even though you, you would like to have somebody like Framil Reyes or Josh Naylor batting there, uh, I think Owen Miller right now is the undeniable choice in terms of getting quality at bats and, and, and producing, you know, what he needs to produce in that number four spot. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you start, if you would have taken a poll at the start of the season and said, Josh Miller is going to be your, I mean, uh, Owen Miller is going to yeah, be. We're just, we're, we're combining the two of them now. Yeah, is that yeah. Once he wants to combine Josh, Josh Naylor's fire and Owen yeah, Miller's yeah. consistency and we'll have the yeah. ultimate cleanup hitter. Yeah. yeah. And, but if he said Owen Miller was going to be the cleanup hitter, you know, in, in late, late May, uh, I think you would have got a, you know, people would have may have looked at you a little funny. Yeah. They, they, they would have fitted you for a nice padded cell. I think uh, it, it would have been the, uh, the uh, prediction. Uh, yeah. So you've got this offense that's sort of, hit or miss right now, but they, they, they really, there is sort of that potential there. You've got the pitching staff sort of rounding into form and you've got, you know, a trip to Detroit coming up at the end of this week. But before you get to that, you've pretty much got to go through the ringer here in Houston uh, at Minute Maid Park facing the number one offense right now in baseball. Uh, the, the most home runs, the, the highest slugging percentage, the, the highest OPS. Uh, this is, for you know, all, all deference to what the Yankees are doing over there in that little barn box they play in, uh, the the Astros are really killing it. Their lineup is is scary. Yeah, they uh, you know they had a slow start, but uh, after you know I think maybe 15 games in they turned it on. Uh, you know they they're in first place in the in the AL West. And uh, they've really been cooking, especially since Jose Altuve, you know, came off the uh, IL and uh, got back into the top of that lineup right there. Yeah, I think the last 20 games for Altuve, uh, he's got something like seven or eight home runs, a bunch of leadoff home runs. Uh, and, and really, top to bottom, they, they all hit the ball. Michael, every, our, our favorite guy to talk about, Michael Brantley, he's, he's just killing it again. He's, he's doing exactly what you would expect Michael Brantley to do. But the guy in the middle of that order that just scares the bejesus out of me right now is Jordan Alvarez. Uh, he, he can hit the ball with power to all fields. He is a David Ortiz type uh, talent in terms of, of hitting. And you, you've got to be very careful every time this guy comes to the plate. It's amazing that, uh, you know, all the changes Houston has been through, they just keep bringing up players. They keep, uh, you know, cranking turning over the lineup and they keep winning they keep the, the amazing thing is joe they keep producing you know quality starting pitchers from their farm system yeah that that's right they, the the three guys that are going to face the guardians uh 
this week, uh, you know, you're not even going to see uh, Jose Urquidy, uh, who, who just pitched the other day, but you've got, uh, you know, Garcia and Frambo Valdez and uh, Christian Javier. It's, it, it's not, if the guardians are able to, to scratch out, you know, two or three runs before the fifth or sixth inning in any of these games, it's, it should be considered an accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, so, you know, you've, you've got really, you know, quality pitching matchups, you know, McKenzie's going tonight. Then I think police act and Quantrill, I, I mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. in, you know, go, for uh, Cleveland, you know, facing, you know, three very good pitchers for uh, Houston. We're not even seeing Verlander. Yeah. And, and, and let's talk about what uh, Tristan McKenzie has been able to accomplish. Now he, he it's uh, his last few starts have just been outstanding and, uh, the issues you t- talk about Tristan McKenzie this time last year and how he led the, led all of baseball in walks. And, and right now a walk isn't even, it, it, it's, it's not even a word under consideration when you're talking about a, a McKenzie start. Uh, he, he goes out there and, and attacks hitters and doesn't put them on base. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's paid off for him. Yeah. He's coming off, uh, you know, one of his, you know, really a str- another quality start. Uh, uh, the last uh, Sunday against the Twins at Target Field, seven innings, three earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Uh, and again, an- another tough loss. He takes the L for that in a three-one decision. But like you, like we said before, that certainly wasn't his fault, Joe. They just, they, they just haven't pitched. I mean, they just haven't hit. And they haven't scored, you know, when it's mattered uh, on this current stretch where the rotation is coming out of hibernation and uh, the the offense is going in reverse. Yeah, I think, you know, with the shortened spring training and people making a big deal out of it or whatever, but, you know, we're a month in now. Now these guys, the, the guys in the rotation are should be in full stride. They should be fully stretched out. Uh, you know, the, the time for them to be tinkering with, you know, grips and mechanics and whatever, it's time to cut all that away and just go with what's working for them. You've seen that from Aaron Savali. You've seen him just lean heavily on his curveball in, in his starts now. And and it's a really good curveball, and he's he's been effective the last couple of starts. So, you know, it, you're, you're going to see the the starters sort of take shape as, as, to, as to what we expected. The bullpen, which had been a surprise pretty much until this point, uh, you know, Trevor Steffen scuffles a couple of back-to-back star, uh, back-to-back uh, outings there, but I don't think uh, Tito's going to run away from him. I think he's he's the guy that Tito's going to rely on to set up Emmanuel Class A. Yeah, you know, Hankins had a, Hankins had another uh, quality appearance. Uh, you know, Sunday three up, three down, three ground ball outs. You know, he's looked very, very good. Uh, like you said. Uh, Trevor Steffen has, you know, kind of stubbed his toe the last two times out, but, you know, he's still got a ERA, you know, way below three. Uh, so, you know, and, and class A is, you know, he's the guy they go to and hopefully they get a couple chances, save chances to use him in this series. Boy, if Emmanuel class A makes two or three appearances in this series, I'd say the guardians are doing something right. Uh, All right, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. We're going to be back at it tomorrow morning uh, after the opener of this series uh, from Houston, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.